Hi. 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 I'm glad you're here in the Barefoot office where we spend some time with Jesus. I'll confess that I'm feeling really sad and overwhelmed by the coronavirus crisis and the isolation that it's bringing about and the difficulty financially that it's putting me and everyone in. It's just really hard. It's hard to be a parent of three young kids um, when my oldest, who's six and a half, is equal to three young kids all on his own and then to have a a four-year-old and a one-year-old it's just hard it's a lot so whether or not that ends up coloring what comes out in this reflection and podcast tonight just I just needed to be able to say it out loud to you whoever you are listening that it's really hard right now As we read from the Gospel of Matthew, just note what sticks out at you in these verses. Then Jesus was led up into the wilderness by the Spirit to be tried by the slanderer. And having fasted for forty days and forty nights, he was hungry. And drawing near, the tempter said to him, If you are God's son, command that these stones become loaves of bread. He, however, answered by saying, It has been written, The human being shall not live upon bread alone, but on every utterance issuing from the mouth of God. Then the slanderer carries him off into the holy city and stood him upon the pinnacle of the temple and says to him, If you are God's son, cast yourself down. For it has been written that he will command his angels concerning you, and that they will... Oh dear, I turned two pages. And that they will catch you in their hands, that you may not strike your foot against a stone. Conversely, Jesus said to him, it has been written, you shall not put the Lord your God to the test. Again, the slanderer carries him off to an extremely high mountain and displays before him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory, and said to him, All of these things I shall give to you, were you to prostrate yourself and make obeisance to me. Then Jesus says to him, Be gone, accuser, for it has been written, You shall make obeisance to the Lord your God, and him only shall you adore. Then the slanderer leaves him alone, and look, angels arrived, and ministered to him. What word or phrase sticks out to you? You might have several, actually. This is a unusual translation by David Bentley Hart. <clears throat> Probably people aren't used to hearing the slanderer or the accuser. There's the word obeisance. Obeisance? I don't know. I don't know how to pronounce that word. But I think for me it was 40 days and 40 nights, and he was hungry.
as we read again, pay attention to where do you find something spiritual? Where does something go into and come out of your biggest ideas about humanity, about what it should be, about what an ideal would be, about the messy reality of just the world as it is? What helps you see something clearly? Where do you see God in this passage? Then Jesus was led up into the wilderness by the Spirit to be tried by the slanderer. And having fasted for forty days and forty nights, he was hungry. And drawing near, the tempter said to him, If you are God's Son, command that these stones become loaves of bread. He, however, answered by saying, It has been written, The human being shall live not upon bread alone, but upon every utterance issuing from the mouth of God. Then the slanderer carries him off into the holy city and stood him upon the pinnacle of the temple and says to him, If you are God's son, cast yourself down, for it has been written that he will command his angels concerning you and that they will catch you in their hands that you might not strike your foot against a stone. Conversely, said Jesus to him, it has been written, You shall not put the Lord your God to the test. Again, the slanderer carries him off to an extremely high mountain and displays before him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory and said to him, All of these things I shall give to you were you to prostrate yourself and make obeisance to me. Then Jesus says to him, Be gone, accuser, for it has been written, You shall make obeisance to the Lord your God and him only shall you adore. Then the slanderer leaves him alone And look, angels arrived and ministered to him. Where do you see God in this passage? For me, the couple of things that stood out to me about Jesus in this passage are one that I I almost started laughing when it says, having fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. Well, no, duh. And I suppose that makes me think about how I started this podcast and the reflection that if you go through a long period of deprivation, you're going to feel the lack of it. And so I can identify with Jesus feeling the lack of it. While I can't make stones into bread, I think that I probably try to make books into friends. (sighs) That's hard. Hmm. The other thing that stuck out to me was that the slanderer carries him off. It's interesting, classical Christian theology and the Council of Chalcedon or Chalcedon, depending on how you want to pronounce that word, held that Jesus was fully God and fully human. And so we're just seeing a lot of humanity here, being hungry, being deprived. But it's also interesting 
for a segment to think that not led him or took him, but carried him off. It seems almost as though the slanderer, the accuser, my friend Josiah would point out, Ha Satan, the Satan, has some power over Jesus. And I think I right now know all too well the power of the accuser over me. Talking about whether or not hope is real, healing is real, love is real, relationships are real. If anything but suffering and pain and deprivation and sadness and fault and blame and shame are real. And Jesus does have power to clap back at the slanderer who speaks with God's own words to say, but it is also written. And there's some hope in that, I suppose, but it's also hard to know which words are true in the moment. Hmm. Heavy times. Heavy times. This final time as we read. What can you do or be differently? How does this text impact? How can it impact your day-to-day life? What is God calling you to do or to be? Then Jesus was led up into the wilderness by the Spirit to be tried by the slanderer. And having fasted for forty days and forty nights, he was hungry. And drawing near, the tempter said to him, If you are God's Son, command that these stones become loaves of bread. He, however, answered by saying, It has been written, The human being shall not live upon bread alone, but upon every utterance issuing from the mouth of God. Then the slanderer carries him off into the holy city and stood him upon the pinnacle of the temple and says to him, If you are God's son, cast yourself down, for it has been written that he will command his angels concerning you, and they will catch you in their hands that you may not strike your foot against a stone. Conversely, Jesus said to him, It has been written, You shall not put the Lord your God to the test. Again, the slanderer carries him off to an extremely high mountain and displays before him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory, and said to him, All of these things I shall give to you, were you to prostrate yourself and make obeisance to me. Then Jesus says to him, Be gone, accuser, for it has been written, You shall make obeisance to the Lord your God, and him only shall you adore. Then the slanderer leaves him alone, and look, angels arrived and ministered to him. I am overwhelmed. 
by my children. It is so hard. It's so hard to be doing this parenting thing when you're not supposed to go out and you're not supposed to meet with other people and you're not in Minneapolis anyways. They're talking about shutting down playgrounds. I don't know how they're going to enforce that exactly, but it's what you're supposed to do. Now, entirely too much pain and suffering has come in my life from trying to be what I'm supposed to be and not having any idea how to even begin to figure out what I am. But it's just hard. And I feel deprived and I feel hopeless. And so tonight, when I send my daily pictures of my kids to their godparents, I'm just going to say I'm sad and overwhelmed to them. And whether or not they can do anything about it or not, maybe they can. Maybe they can't. Maybe it will get better just saying it via text message to someone else, and maybe it won't. But that's my step for tonight, or perhaps for tomorrow morning, and that will be enough. Well, I have accidentally taken my bookmark out of the prayer for the third Sunday of Easter. You can tell I'm clearly not at my best tonight as I keep yawning, even though it's earlier than I have sometimes done this podcast, but here we are. The prayer for the third Sunday of Easter. O God, whose blessed Son made himself known to his disciples in the breaking of bread, open the eyes of our faith that we may behold him in all his redeeming work who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Hope and joy be yours, even if it takes a peace that passes understanding to give you hope and joy in this time. May the angels come and minister to you. May the angels come and minister to me. God, not as a test, but as a matter of urgent need and frustration and anger and hurt and confusion and sorrow and grief. God, send your angels to minister to us. We are weary and deprived. Send your angels to minister to us because we are the light of God. Always. Mm-hmm.